The following is a message from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at westcal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. It's my honor to introduce our morning devotion speaker, uh, the Reverend Quentin Falconer is currently an associate pastor at the First United Reformed Church in Chino, California, so thank you for making the drive down. He's also an, an alum of this institution, having received his Master of Divinity in 2006. Quentin is married to Amanda and has two beautiful girls, so Quentin, thank you for being here. Well, good morning, and thank you for joining us for chapel. It's nice to have uh, an audience, uh, nice to have some people to preach to. It's also somewhat terrifying to be behind this pulpit again, especially with my former preaching profs. You know how it goes, don't you? But it is certainly good to be back. It's good to be here, good to be uh, one bringing God's word to you this morning. Let me open in a word of prayer. Our dear Lord God and Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day, uh, this new day where we experience your mercies once again. Even as we have been receiving this rain, uh, we're reminded that uh, you supply all of our needs. Father, as we approach your word this morning, we ask that you will open our ears, uh, open our hearts to receive it. Uh, may you be with me as I proclaim it to your people, uh, and may we all together be uh, fed and nourished in our Christian faith. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd ask that you turn to John chapter 10. I'm going to be looking at Jesus' description or instruction of the Good Shepherd. John 10. Truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out his own, he goes before them, and his sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers." This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said again to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. 
and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down, not of my own accord. I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of his words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of the one who is opposed, oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is God's word. Julius, what time do we end just so I... Okay. I should have made it only two points. <laughs> well, as, uh, as Julius said, as Dr. Kim said, I've uh, graduated here in 2006 and have been ministering in Chino for six years. Uh, in the alternating years, I uh, chased my wife around the country to make her my wife. But as I've been in the ministry for a number of years now, one of the things that I've learned is that God's people love Psalm 23. When I go out to make a hospital visit and I ask them what their favorite passage is, uh, often it's Psalm 23. Or often if I'm asked to do a funeral, uh, they request at the very least that Psalm 23 is read, if not the passage for the funeral service. So in my more cynical moments, I ask don't God's people know any other passage of the scriptures? But on better days, I think, why is it that this psalm, or even the shepherd theme itself, is so comforting to God's people? What is it about this, this type of imagery that, that gives us peace and comfort uh, as we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? And so, because you can't say the same thing at every visit, and you can't say the same thing in every funeral... I've been pressed to, to explore this shepherd theme throughout the scriptures. Uh, and it truly is a remarkable theme from, from Genesis to Revelation, uh, how God is a shepherd for his people. You might think of, of a number of passages, but especially in the context of the Exodus, how God is the shepherd leading his people uh, out of bondage and then through the wilderness. Uh, a beautiful theme that, again, the psalmists pick up both as, as they see themselves as the sheep of God or God's flock, uh, but also as they attribute uh, this shepherd idea to God. But what's also interesting to note is, is that God establishes humans, uh, Moses and Aaron and others, as shepherd leaders, uh, so that they also have a part in, in leading God's people. Think of, of Moses and Aaron, who, by whose hand God led the Israelites. Or when Moses' uh, life was coming near to an end, he, he prays that Israel will not be left without a shepherd. And so God sets up Joshua uh, to lead them into the promised land. Uh, remember, Joshua's name uh, should immediately set off alarms as we think about uh, one whose name is similar to his, that is Jesus. So all of this lays in the background. But then we have to come back to John 10. And as we do so, I want to briefly highlight three points for you this morning. Uh, as we look at this passage, again, very briefly, first I want you to think about what Jesus means when he says, 
I am the good shepherd. Secondly, what, what it means when he says, my sheep listen to my voice. And then thirdly, when he says, I lay down my life for the sheep. So I'm the good shepherd. My sheep listen to my voice. I lay down my life for my sheep. I'll try to highlight each of these things, uh, but I'll spend the most time probably on the first point, and then less and less as the time escapes. Well, I've painted a little bit of redemptive history for you, looking at this uh, shepherd model. I want to pick it up now as we look quickly at David. Uh, David is Israel's shepherd par excellence. When he was called to be king, uh, he was literally taken from the sheepfold. Uh, from watching ewes uh, and made to be king over Israel, to be Israel's shepherd. Uh, and he did this with wisdom and with skill. Psalm 78 points a, paints a little picture of that, how well David did. Uh, other places too, 2 Samuel 7, uh, 1 Chronicles 11, talk about how David, when as king, was a shepherd leading the people of Israel, leading God's flock. However, uh, as you know Israel's history, the kings did not follow David's example. Uh, and so the prophets come and uh, excoriate the leaders of Israel uh, for not being good shepherds, for letting the flock be devoured, for letting the flock be, be scattered, for even making themselves fat uh, at the expense of the flock. And so when God comes uh, through the word of the prophets, he says, I will send you shepherds after my own heart. Or later, I myself will shepherd my people. Jeremiah 3.15, Ezekiel 34. Uh, these passages lay behind the whole teaching of Jesus in John 10, as well as many others, but especially these passages from Ezekiel. What a wonderful picture then. In light of all that, and especially in the context of John, where Jesus uh, is, in a sense, uh, pictured as the one fulfilling the whole exodus and the wilderness wanderings as they celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, as they think about the bread from heaven, all of these things that point you back to those wilderness wanderings when God was leading Israel through the wilderness, shepherding his flock, providing for all their needs. So in that context, Jesus comes and says, I'm the good shepherd. He's not just using some cute analogy, as you can see already, but he's showing that the fulfillment of God's promises are upon them. That Jesus himself uh, is God, and he has now come to shepherd his people, Israel. But he's also the son of David, the king, uh, who is shepherding the people of God. And so these two themes come together in the Lord Jesus Christ, son of God and son of David, uh, the shepherd king. And he comes to lead his people. What's remarkable, even here, as he teaches, the leaders of Israel still don't get it. Uh, he calls them even thieves and robbers. As in the other Gospels, he's always in conflict with the leaders of Israel because they don't hear his voice. That brings us to our, our second point. But before actually I get there, I want to draw some applications for this. Uh, for you, uh, most of you who are uh, studying to be ministers of the word, maybe some of you who are elders, obviously a number of you are already pastors and elders. So what does this shepherd theme mean for the church today? Well, if Jesus is the good shepherd, 
And at the end of John's gospel, he tells Peter to, to feed the sheep, to tend the flock, to feed the sheep. Peter then turns around and implies that to the, the other under-shepherds in the church. You might think of 1 Peter 5. I'll read that for you, just so you get a sense of, of this theme that runs through the rest of the New Testament. So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Paul also picks up this idea of the fact that the the church, the flock of God, still needs shepherds uh, to watch out, to care for, to guard the sheep. In his farewell to the Ephesian elders, Paul writes in Acts 20, or Paul says in Acts 20, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert. Remember that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears." So you get a sense of the importance of this idea that because Jesus Christ has come as the shepherd king over his people, he then gives that responsibility to the leaders of the church uh, to have shepherds after his own heart. Uh, He calls men to the ministry to feed the flock, to watch over them, to keep watch for for false theology, uh, to protect the sheep lest they be drawn away by false teaching. In the second place, again, very briefly, uh, we look to Jesus' statement, my sheep listen to my voice. It's remarkable how quickly a statement like this could be twisted. I recall in college one of my classmates saying uh, that this is a passage that shows us that we should look for further revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if we're his sheep, we know his voice, then then we should be looking to, to keep on hearing from him. But there's a a priority placed on the hearing of Christ in the scriptures. Uh, That is, not looking for some extra voice outside of scripture, but but that is to hear the words of Christ and to believe them. Again, in this passage in John 10, you saw verse 6 in, in the end, verses 19 and 20. The ones that Jesus addressed, the leaders of Israel, did not hear and they did not understand. But this call continues to go to the church. Hear, have ears to hear the words of Christ and believe them. Certainly a premium placed on the hearing of the words of Christ. Again, here there's there's lots behind this. Uh, We don't have time to go into all the details of this. But again, the prophets uh, are valuable to to look at, to see how much uh, Jesus is pulling on. Perhaps also you might think of Micah 2 as Jesus not only speaks to a sheep and they hear his voice, uh, he then gathers them together and leads them out. 
a beautiful picture of, of Jesus leading a second exodus, uh, delivering his people from bondage. A new Moses, a new shepherd leader. Well, now this brings us to our third point where Jesus says, I lay down my life for the sheep. All of you should know that shepherding is hazardous work. I'm not talking about literal shepherding. That may be too. Uh, There's lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. No, but really there's lions and bears and and wolves. Remember what David said uh, as he was facing Goliath. He says, you know, as I was a shepherd, as I was tending my father's sheep, I'd go after the bear and the lion. I'd strike them and I'd take the sheep back. And if they got up again, then I'd kill them. Uh, there's real danger here. And you who are in the ministry also face real danger. So the exhortation for you is to keep watch, not only of the sheep, but of yourselves. But what does Jesus mean when he says, I lay down my life for the sheep? Isn't that pushing that a little too far? That's not just being in harm's way to protect the sheep. Uh, that may be pushing the boundaries of this analogy over the edge. You know, if the shepherd is killed, who's going to watch the flock then? But Jesus says, I lay down my life, but also that I take it up again. And this is the paradox of, of John's gospel. Uh, Jesus is, at the same time, the good shepherd, but also the lamb of God. This is something that John highlights for us here in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, uh, but also in the book of Revelation. And we'll end on that note in a moment. Jesus is uh, the good shepherd, but he also truly is uh, the Lamb of God. Remember what John the Baptist saw or said when he saw Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God. What a beautiful picture this is for us to, to wrestle with. Uh, that our Lord Jesus Christ truly is a fulfillment of God's promises to shepherd his flock, but also that he might deliver his flock from sin, that he might deliver us from slavery and bondage. Again, remember this whole context is in, in John set against the backdrop of, of the exodus and the wilderness wanderings. Jesus truly is the Passover lamb, the lamb that was slain, and yet, at the same time, the good shepherd. So on that note, I want to draw your attention finally to the book of Revelation, maybe with some fear and trepidation that I do so here, but, uh, but I'm going to venture there and read just a few verses for you. Once again, drawing on the prophets, on Ezekiel and on Isaiah, but also hearing some echoes from from Psalm 23. Revelation 7, Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor the scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a beautiful picture of of the fact that God's people will truly dwell in God's presence. As he leads now and ever will lead his people, 
So he calls you to follow him. And following him is not always easy. For Peter, that meant a death very similar to Jesus. For others, as I said before, you'll be in harm's way, spiritually, but also likely physically, as the world hates you. But our hope is uh, that we who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will, as we see in the book of Revelation, uh, dwell in his presence, to sit in his tent. Jesus is not only the, the good shepherd, but he's also the consummate host, providing that meal, uh, providing refreshment and nourishment in his presence. The lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. Brothers and sisters, our time is too brief this morning to do any justice to this beautiful theme of the shepherd. Uh, But for you, I hope it is a great comfort to see Jesus, your shepherd, the good shepherd who continues to lead and guide you to meet all of your needs, but who also has laid down his life uh, that he might also pick it up once again. Amen. Let's pray together. Our Father, we ask that you will bless this word to us, that we might draw great comfort from it, that we might be encouraged in our Christian walk, but also all the more that we see Jesus as the fulfillment of your promises, as the one who is God in the flesh, shepherding the flock, uh, that he is the son of David, that great shepherd of the sheep. Father, we ask that you will prepare and equip those seeking Uh, to be under shepherds, uh, that they might take seriously the dangers that they will face, but also the call to feed the sheep, to watch out, to guard, and to protect, because the enemy prowls like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. May you equip us as we are engaged in such work, and may we hold out for ourselves, but also to our flock, the hope of dwelling forever in your tent. We pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you very much for your attention and for having me here today. Copyright 2014, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.